Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? I mean, to be honest, it's Schrodinger's Japan at the moment because nobody can enter, so it might not even exist anymore. I'm becoming a flat earther, <laughs> as it stands. I don't, get, I don't get that comparison. You say it's Schrodinger's Japan because he can't enter. You can't enter Schrodinger's cat either, and that is a mm. rather disturbing, yes, unpleasant I mean. way to kick off the podcast. It could, it, it, <laughs> it could exist. It might not exist. We just don't know because no one could go there. You might be I'm a figment here. of everyone's imagination. Am I a figment of everyone's imagination? It would be a horrible bit of imagination, but I guess <laughs> we sort of just have to deal with the fact that you're on our heads, Chris. Brilliant, brilliant. Wonderful start. <laughs> How you doing, though, Pete? How's, how's things been this week? I'm good, man. Yeah, sunshine. I got a little bit of sunburn uh, yesterday. I um, had a walk and I came back and uh, felt rather uh, rather hot. And my head was hot. So even in um, a COVID-19 lockdown, I can, uh, I can also uh, burn my Viking face. I'm very <laughs> northern, very Irish. What you need is a hat, Pete. A very good oh. hat. Oh! Like the one a I just hat, bought. Eh? You know I like buying hats. It's my, it's my new <laughs> you do craze, buy isn't a lot it? Of hats. Yeah, um, you do buy a lot of hats. I can't remember. What was the last one I bought? It was something like, are you special every day? Let's have fun together. Let's adventure or something ridiculous. Yeah. You love any hat that's got silly English uh, on, on the side of it. You remind me of my uh, <laughs> my first girlfriend's uh, dad, who used to, uh, he was a mechanic. And a slightly right. frightening, disconcerting man. Um, disarming <laughs> he's man, not I'd listening. sort of say. Uh, probably not. Um, he, uh, he used to drive a pig Cadillac down the tiny roads of, uh, of Fleckney near Leicester. But one of his hobbies was collecting hats he found in the road. So he just had a hat stand just covered <laughs> in these random hats. Um, and you're very much in that mode, I think. I don't collect them from the side of the road. That's, that's next level <laughs> mental. You that may as well. Weird. They might look nicer. True, true. I mean, this one is a little bit odd. It says on it in big white letters, and it's a black hat, and it simply says, to protect by might, let things take their course, an act of ravage. And that's all it says. How long is that hat? Is it like a stovepipe hat? There's a lot of uh, text on that. It's just a normal <laughs> baseball cap. It's pretty simple. Wow. It's just got, I, what is an act of ravage, though, Pete? Can you explain that to me? Because I haven't a bloody an clue. Act- an act of ravage. Um, an act of ravage. Well, well like the, Vi- the Vikings, I guess. The, the aforementioned hey. Vikings. There's a bit of ravaging here and there. It suits you yeah, rather well, then. It's a rather aggressive hat. It's a statement of intent, I'd say. <laughs> it is. And it's got a big word across the front. It says, uh, it's got that rather bizarre text. And then there's just a big word that dominates the hat. And it says, factors. And I don't get it. <laughs> factors. Where do you get it to from? protect by might. An act Where do you of get ravage. rotten hat from, uh, Chris? I got it from uh, just the 100 yen store. It's where I buy all my things, to be honest. Um, is, there, is there a particular brand of like 100 yen store? Because you, you do occasionally just see it just says 100 yen, but then is there like a, mm. a big kind of um, like a Tesco for stuff that uh, costs about 100 yen? Yeah, I mean, the main one's Daiso, right? Daiso's oh, the one right, you okay. find across the country, and that's where the action yeah. is. Like, that's where all the weird, the crazy stuff is. is. Dyson, that's where that's where if you're going to like Shibuya for uh, Halloween and you are 
shocked by the cost of all the like like the um fake uh you know, latex and blood and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Check the 100 yen shop and you'll uh, be surprised what bar- bargains you can pick up. Oh, definitely. I remember, like, I went to some sort of Halloween event many years ago in Tokyo and it was about two hours before the event and I was like, I've got mm. nothing. I've got no costume. And there's people walking past me in the street wearing these elaborate, amazing, stunning mm. cosplay costumes. I walked into Daiso, picked up about $50, 5,000 yen worth of sweets and a and a hat like a top hat. I wrapped the sweets around the hat, and I got a cane as well—a hundred yen cane, Ooh. like a like Monopoly guy. And then I became Mister Candyman, just the Candyman. Wasn't I? Don't know if it was a real character or something I just made up on the spot. But I for mean, five thousand I mean, yen, I had a costume that was amazing and edible, so people could kind of eat it as the night went on. Feast, by the end of the night, your bounty. costume. Yeah, I mean, Chris, I—I yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what I was thinking when I asked you or told you about the whole Halloween aspect to today. So, but uh, yeah, I, you're not a you're not a high effort uh, Halloween costume oh. kind of guy. And I knew that. I knew that before I even asked. Shots fired. Not a high effort <laughs> Halloween guy. Wrap Insult your head of in the week. sweets. Wrap my head in sweets. Hey, hey. That's how I roll. But it's been a good week <laughs> because I also discovered. I don't know if you know this, but I've always. Uh, I've never been a fan of Japanese crisps. Um, I always find them very underwhelming. The flavours aren't good. And they just don't mm. have the satisfying crunch of usual crisps from back home. Like we have Walkers right. in the UK, Lay's in America. Uh, but like Walkers, they're all right. You know, not bad to get the job done. But yeah. in Japan, I've always found the crisps to be a little bit flaky, flavourless and yeah. rubbish. Sometimes and they're been... all very overdone as well. There's a version of um, Pringles that are in a similar mm. sort of canister um and there's no foil involved and all that much and they just don't taste very good they're too hard and thick and blech. exactly i don't know what it is i don't know why they've just messed up crisps here also the packets <laughs> of crisps are huge but i think that's a north yeah. american phenomenon like we just have smaller crisps in the uk but i found mm. there's there's just been this uh brand of crisps that i've been mocking for years right just because it says japan potato pride and that is the name of the brand uh <laughs> japan pride potato <laughs> And I just thought, that's a ridiculous name. Ha, ha, ha. And I've made fun of it for about five years now. And then last week, I plucked up the courage and I bought a pack of Pride Potato, which I hold before me now. This mm. one unopened. And they're actually bloody good. They're really thick, crunchy. They taste good. They're consomme, consomme flavor, which is like a salty kind of that? taste. And they're really good. Right. I actually love them. And I'm addicted now to Japan Pride Potato. And no, this isn't some sort of really crap product placement. For Japan, Pride Potato, I do just no. like them that much. In the same way you like your Coolish, I am yeah. now up there with my similar obsession with the Japanese products. This time it's Pride well, Potato. I, well, I can only hope that the, uh, the, the the marketing people in Japan actually hear your pleas and you become the official <laughs> spokesman yeah. for your consomme flavour. Uh, isn't that consomme just like a, like a, um, a salty broth? Isn't that? Pretty much, yeah. Consomme, yeah. consomme, isn't it? yeah. Like um, word, I just but... hope that they, it doesn't fall on deaf ears like my uh, coolish uh, uh, quest. <laughs> oh, that, well, that's that's fantastic! I'm I'm so glad you found your product. I'm so glad you've reversed all the fine work you've done down the gym <laughs> by uh, relocating your favourite crisp that will soon dominate your life. Exactly. All we need now is a combination of pride potato and coolish, and we're onto a winning yeah. combination. Well, I, 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 I must uh, thank a lot of people. Sort of, obviously, it's uh, turning to uh, summer. People who are in Japan are sending me pictures of some of the new flavors of uh, Coolish. There's like a, a, I think you spoke about this Coca-Cola kind of fizzy one uh, that looks amazing. Uh, someone as well uh, provided, I think she's a tattoo artist. She provided this wonderful, uh, she basically designed me a tattoo. For like a, it's got oh, a love wow. heart in it, I think, a little crown and uh, a little coolish as well. And oh, I tell you what, if I was <laughs> if I was just a little bit drunker and the tattoo shops around here was just a little bit more open, oh, that would be on my neck. I tell you what, <laughs> I really do think you should get one. Like, I think that is a tattoo I could get behind. I would love to. Well, see I think that. my, I think, I think my, I think my next tattoo will be the Greco man. I, I do think it's oh, a, uh, it's an easy, simple. I think I should have it right, just the entirety of my back. Just have like a, you know, like a big Yakuza tattoo, but it's just him <laughs> on my back. I don't know. It would, uh, it would certainly enchant me uh, if no oh, one else. Oh, the Glico man. As That'd I, be a as great I'm one. Looking into my Kagami. What's mirror? Kagami is that mirror? Kagami, yeah. Yes, brilliant, yeah. lovely. Well, I'd like, I think the Glico Man would be great. Uh, for those of you who don't know the Glico Man, look at any video, including our one, of Osaka. Mm. And he's the big 
uh, mascot character for the confectionery company. But he's very colourful, isn't he? He's very red, blue, white, yeah. all the colours. He's, he's basically a kind of like a 50s kind of um, Chariots of Fire style uh, athletic runner who's got Grico written on his chest. Um, and he's celebrating because he just run the race, probably because he's just yeah. eating a lot of chocolate. Um, I imagine top athletes these days probably don't chow down on uh, Meiji mushroom uh, snacks or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> he seems to he seems to thrive with it. Thrive. It's the secret to Glico Man's success. Isn't Lots there like another Greek? Isn't there another like a Greco, uh, um mascot as well? He's like a he's like a clown, but with like glasses, and he's horrible. You see him around uh, about the place. Oh, I think you see I know him who you're talking about. Bit. Yeah. There's all sorts of I weird don't like I don't care for him. <laughs> I I quite like Boss, the uh, Japanese coffee boss man. Every time oh, you yeah. see a can of Boss coffee, there's like a really, there's like a man from the 1920s, some sort of <laughs> businessman. He looks like a boss, to be fair. Um, yeah. That is the secret to his success. But yeah, he I looks like a baddie from a film. Yeah, you just like sort of see them film. as you walk around. Because, like, have you seen? Uh, there was a new Tommy Lee Jones. Obviously, he's the big Boss Coffee guy over there. Yes, and he, he has is. been for like God, thirty years. But um, yeah. he um, he did a recent one that I, last time I was in Japan. He'd done a new one where he's, I think, a fisherman, and he's like lifting up big barrels of like fish with just his arms, and it's just really, really funny. Uh, it, 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 it's weird. I don't think he's ever needed to work again, Tommy Lee Jones. He's just doing that. He must have made. So much money from his random uh, sponsorship association with Boss Coffee. There's been quite a few celebrities mm. over the year. I think it was um, Arnold Schwarzenegger had some sort of energy drink in the 90s. Yeah. He was over here. Okay. Um, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Who else? Uh, I can't think of any uh, others, Everyone's actually. Everyone's had a little. All the, all the um, uh, footballers, Messi's, uh, Messi and Ronaldo and all those ones, We're watching Messi do a little bit of Japanese every now and again. Really? It's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Cool. Big money to be made. Big money to be made in Japan. Yeah. Who will be the face of Japan Pride Potato? That's the real question. Chris Abroad. <laughs> Definitely. Make it happen. Uh, this week, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are doing a fax machine special. It's been a while, hasn't it, Pete? We haven't done Ooh. one in a while. Reading out. We haven't, no. Messages. We haven't sort of reacted. We haven't done an entire show dedicated to your emails, but obviously in lockdown, uh, everyone's been a little busier than usual, and uh, it's, it's our responsibility to. Empty the vessel of emails, the torrent of well-wishes and <laughs> questions into your hungry ears. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing uh, this week. Absolutely. Um, let's kick it off with one from Lauren and Joe from Dudley in the UK. Where's Dudley? Beautiful. Is that up north? Dudley's near Birmingham. Scott. Birmingham, Dudley. right. Dudley. Okay. Yeah. Poor geographical knowledge there on my part. Um, <laughs> got, Hi, Chris and Pete. Myself and my partner <laughs> were supposed to be flying out to Japan on the 17th of May, which obviously has now been cancelled. This would have been our third trip to Japan, and we were spending time in Fukuoka, Nagasaki, Kumamoto, Kagoshima, Hakone, Nikko, and Sendai. We're hoping to rearrange our trip to return next year. Wow, that's quite an itinerary of um, interesting locations. It's good. Like, Busy. Obviously, most of our listeners are coming to Japan for the first time, so it's quite interesting to see a second or third time traveller who's you know going to some pretty daring and exciting random locations. Mm. Um, they continue. As you can imagine, we're both devastated that we'll not be coming to Japan now, mainly as we're both highly addicted to Family Mart fried chicken. However, we are determined not to let our sadness get the better of us. Therefore, we're hoping to spend the day that we should have been flying out doing some Japan-related things to perk ourselves up. However, we are not sure what sort of things we could do. I'm emailing to ask, what would you do if you wanted to spend a day getting a Japanese fix without being in Japan? Weird question, I know, but necessary right now. Uh, any suggestions will be greatly received. Hope you both keep yourselves safe. Uh, thank you so much for keeping us all entertained. Much love, best wishes, Lauren and Joe. Uh, that's quite an interesting one. What do you do, yeah. Pete? How do you keep your Japan um, fix? I play uh, video games a lot, uh, the old Final mm. Fantasy VII and the uh, Yakuza series. Um, I'm trying to think what other games are kind of set there. Um, well, I looked up at that Disaster mm. 7 game, or whatever it was. <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> Disaster Report 4, I think it was, yeah. Disaster yeah. Report 4. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's not great. It's, uh, it's, it, I think they sat on it for too long. I think they maybe were going to release it a little while ago, but then there was no, I think it might have been Tsunami or something. Something happened that made, meant that they had to, um, you know, stimmy its release or, or make its release a little later. So, yeah, mm. um, not great. But any, any game set in, uh, set in like, uh, Tokyo, it, it always kind of, um, 
gets me wanting to book a flight. Um, I can't, I'm trying to think of that game that's like you're a teenager and you're running around and there's like demons and stuff. It's really popular. Persona Just 5. Just like Tokyo. Persona right. 5. I think that's set in Shibuya. Certainly the last one. Yes, I think they, they've released a new version for uh, Switch. So, yeah, that, that's what I would probably do. I... I did actually look at Disaster Report 4. It's ridiculous. The graphics aren't that bad. For those of you who don't know, Disaster Report 4 is a game where you basically wake up or you're going through your everyday life in Japan, an earthquake hits, the building falls mm. down, and then you have to go around just talking to random NPCs who are just standing by the side of the road, almost frozen in time, and you go and talk to them and help them overcome different situations. I did watch it for like an hour. and I, <laughs> did I, you? It was time that I'll it's never get back It's dreamlike, isn't it? It is quite dreamlike, but but the thing you don't sort of um, experience when you're watching like a Let's Play is just how hard it is to control a character and how clunky it is and how you don't really know what you're doing ever, which I guess, well, it's it's exactly what you would be experiencing during an earthquake, but I I, I guess there'd be less um, sexually charged, um, you know, (laughs) men trying to get off with women uh, during the middle of like a massive earthquake where buildings are falling down. God. You're right, though. They did postpone it, I think, because uh, they were bringing it mm. out around 2011. Then, obviously, the, the big Tohoku disaster took place. I think they postponed yeah. it to 2014 as a result. Um, right. But... Okay. And now it's just made its way to the Switch, so that's why I'm playing it in 2020. <laughs> that's that's So that's one suggestion, Lauren and Joe. Um, yeah. my, my advice would be put on some Japanese music. In my case, Tatsuro Yamashita. Um, I... I'm not going to spell that out because that'll take 40 minutes, but Tatsuro Yamashita. It'll come up. There's loads of compilations of his music. It's kind of 70s, 80s city pop music. Uh, it's really upbeat and funky. That's why I like it. Um, maybe Google Street View. Whenever I want to discover a new part of Japan that I've not yet been to, uh, like uh, Shikoku. I was actually in Shikoku today. Mm. I was in there. I wasn't in there, really. I was just watching it or going through it on Google Street View for half an hour, just uncovering different <laughs> places. Bit sad well, in cool. some respects. Bit sad, but no, it's, I like quite it. Fun. There's, there's a quiz, I think, or like a, a game that you can play where it'll just drop you somewhere in Google Street View, and it won't tell you where you are, and you've got to guess which country, which oh, part wow. of the country it is, like anywhere on the globe. Um, and Amit Jaw, he managed to guess within about ten, like yeah, about ten meters or hundred meters or something, in some back street. In the middle of nowhere, uh, in Australia, in the outback in Australia, he managed to <laughs> fa- click and randomly click on the place it was. It was the, the greatest bit of, and he had no prior knowledge of the place. Incredible! Wow, what a game! Well, I know what I'll be doing later on after this podcast is over. Yeah, um, I'm right. That's one idea, though. Watch some Japanese films. Uh, my favourites are Departures. That's always good fun. That's set in Yamagata, where I used to live, or Tokyo Sonata. 2008 film about a dysfunctional family brought together by their son playing the piano. Uh, it's better than it sounds. Um, maybe drink some green tea. Have a little bit of match green tea. Drink some tea. Yeah. Um, or I watch a brunch last week. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, sake. Have a cheeky bit of sake. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Watch something and play some music yeah. and burn some Love incense and, candles. Uh, Love and uh, Love and Peace is quite a good film. A Sion Sono film. Uh, Released by, uh, I've mentioned the uh, the company before, Third Window, but they do find interesting films from Japan and uh, import them elsewhere. So, yeah, oh, cool. love and peace, fun. And if you want to be put off coming to Japan or dating Japanese women, watch the movie Audition instead. And um, that's uh, <laughs> it's another thing you can do. But uh, oh, best of luck to you both. I hope you're able to come to Japan next year and see your trip through to fruition. It's going to be an amazing one if you go to all those locations, mm. guys. But take care and thanks again for your message. What have we got next, Pete? We got an email from uh, Mike Matziak. Uh, hey, guys, I was listening to your recent podcast where you were talking about hitchhiking in Japan. First, I would like to offer some uh, advice having done it myself. But it's really easy, apparently. Uh, I did Hokkaido, Aomori, Shikoku, and uh, Kyushu. The more remote the area, the more curious and willing the locals were to give me a lift or at least engage in a chat. Hitching from service areas was the quickest way to be picked up if you want to cover some distance. Thumb works, but my, in my experience, it's best to make a sign. On my hitchhiking journeys, I had some amazing local experiences from visiting a uh, grape farm in Shikoku uh, to stopping by a fishery in Kyushu, meeting lots of interesting folks along the way. Uh, I'd recommend it to uh, those adventurously uh, minded people who like to live uh, life in the moment, um, or live in the moment rather. Good books to check out are Hokkaido Highway Blues by Will Ferguson. Cheers, Mike. It's a a beautiful email because it brings everything together. 
great advice, make a sign, do your thing. This is the thing that I did. And here is a book uh, that I recommend about the romance of it all. Fantastic. Best email of the month. I also <laughs> read right. Hokkaido Highway Blues. It's a really good book, actually. If you're into traveling in Japan, if you're into hitchhiking. Actually, I'm not right. into hitchhiking, but I like the book. It's basically Will Ferguson, <laughs> the, the writer. Uh, he went. He followed the Cherry Blossom Trail from Kyushu to Hokkaido. Because obviously there's like a oh. two-month delay. Kicks off in Kyushu in uh, late March, and it arrives mm. in Hokkaido around May. So he kind of followed... Right the trail of the cherry blossom as it worked its way, snaked its way up the country, um, had adventures. And it was a really cool book. If you're into hitchhiking, travel, excitement, Japan, check out Hokkaido Highway Blues. I imagine that though, uh, Mike, Mike's, this is, this is really impressive. He's done some pretty cool stuff. I want to know how Mike ended up at a grape farm in Shikoku. Did somebody just rock mm. up in a car and say, do you want to see a grape farm? And Mike went, yes. <laughs> and they got in the car. And drove off to the grape farm. How did that happen, Mike? I want to know more. I reckon he wrote the wrong kanji on his sign. Wrote <laughs> <laughs> one for grip. <laughs> Imagine that pulling over. Well, by sheer coincidence, I'm going to a grape farm right now. <laughs> or going to a fishery in Kyushu. Fantastic. But uh, yeah, nice one. Top man. So that's there the trick, go. it seems. Because we debated the, uh, the the best way to increase your chances of being picked up. I said go to a service mm. station because there's a lot of traffic there, people stopping. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Mike said go to a more remote area. The more remote the area, the more curious and willing the locals were to give me a lift and have a sign as well. Seems to mm. be the key. Nice one. Thanks for the advice, Mike, and uh, look forward to hearing more. Email us back. Mm. Tell us about that, that great farm. Sounds pretty Send cool. Some pictures. Uh, Thomas says, Dear Chris and Pete, this past January, a friend and I went out on our first trip to Japan. While in Tokyo, I felt that as a listener of this podcast, it was my duty to try Coolish and find out what it's all about. I must say that Pete is entirely right in his love Yay! for the stuff. My friend described it as like drinking only the best part of a milkshake. It's not something, <laughs> it's not something I would consume every day, of course, but I wish that I could. Thanks for always making the podcast a joy to listen to. Sincerely, Thomas. There you go, Pete. That's a better review yeah. than you've ever provided. The best part yeah, of drinking uh, a milkshake. What? What Pretty is good. the worst part of drinking a milkshake, though? The end? The, the little <laughs> the noise bottom, you make when you're going to kind of getting the rest Definitely of it up? The bottom. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think sometimes milkshakes can be overcomplicated by just tat on the top. They're like add cherries and all that nonsense. And so like getting through into the actual milk, milkshake itself is sometimes a little difficult. So, so that's the difficult part of uh, having a milkshake, all the waiting. Definitely. I, Definitely. Uh, I, I did a McDonald's drive-thru last week. Obviously, can't Ooh. really sit in McDonald's at the moment. So, I, I, you know, I wanted to go out, I wanted to eat something different. Went to McDonald's and uh, <laughs> I uh, saw the milkshake menu. And I haven't had a McDonald's milkshake since I was about eight years old. I ordered really? it. It was vanilla. I decided it was rubbish and I didn't like it. And I'm never having a milkshake again. And that's the end of the yeah, story. So you, threw it, so you threw it right back in the window like that YouTube craze from, uh, <laughs> yeah. five years ago. That's a terrible video, isn't it? Shocking. Yeah, it really is. Um, it really is. Got one from Joselle. I'll let you read that out. Mm. I'll take a sip of my coffee. I always drink it. It's out. What time is it? 6 p.m. It's only 6.30 p.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, Chris and Jeff. What? Listen to your podcast and watching our YouTube channel is helping me get through not being able to travel or do much of anything that and day drinking. I was in Japan for the first time for 24, well, 24 days back in May and June of 2019. I came solo and loved it. This is my dream trip and I'm planning on coming back in about a year and a half. My question to you is, have you ever gotten lost in Japan because of poor directions? And if so, what is your craziest experience? Mine was mildly frightening. I was in Kyoto trying to get to uh, uh, Ki- Kiyomizudera. Uh, Google Good. Maps, that that bitch, uh, took me on the scenic route. I got on the correct bus, but uh, from there, it went downhill fast. Instead of getting off at the uh, correct stop, she had me continue on and uh, had me get off a, at a secluded stop behind a highway, or beside a highway, rather. Uh, there was literally nothing around but some steep, neglected steps and a forest and a highway. It was around about 6.30pm and I didn't yet know that the tent were closed at 7. I shrugged, continued up the steps to find myself in an equally neglected graveyard. I figured by that point that Google had fucked up. I just continued on as I had nothing better to do at night. I walked through a graveyard towards a temple. All the while, it was rapidly getting dark. I came upon a road with fencing behind it, beside it. Um, I continued on again for a minute when I heard noise in the bushes to my right. I looked up uh, with the thought of it being some 
small critter. But no, I saw a very large dark rump running, thankfully, up to the mountain and away from me. <laughs> Turns out it was either a wild boar or a black bear. I promptly GTF'd out of there. By the time I got back into the city on foot, it was fully dark. I was hungry and I found myself uh, wandering Pontocho looking for food. I ended up making some friends with some Australians off the street and proceeded to end up drinking with them that evening. Make it one of my most exp- memorable experiences in Japan. Giselle, that sounds chilling, confusing, scary, and all of the above. What, me and Australians <laughs> in, a, in a bar? <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. But, uh, wow. Yeah, I've since so she was in Kyoto, we went to Kiyomizudera. Uh, the mountains around Kyoto, there seems to be all sorts up there. Didn't we read one out just last week where someone went up the uh, Fushimi Inari shrines and they thought they saw a wild boar? Well, they did see a wild mm. boar when they legged it. That rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they move There's so fast. Things. things up there. Yeah, if you want to see a wild boar or a black bear, go up the mountains surrounding Kyoto and see what you can find. But be bloody careful because <laughs> wild boars apparently a little bit lethal. I didn't realise how mm. treacherous they were. Um, nice little story there. Thank you, Giselle. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad after Google Maps treacherous behaviour, you uh, you escaped your ordeal unscathed and had a nice drink with some Australian <laughs> folks. Nice one. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. We could call it... Pete and Mark's colossal tussle. <laughs> but we didn't. We called it Wrestle Me. Wrestle Me, Mark. <laughs> Wrestle Me, Pete. <laughs> A celebration of all things WrestleMania and beyond. And you may be thinking, I'm not really into wrestling. Well, don't worry. There's something for everyone. To be honest, it's mainly about stuff like this. So hang on, Easy Lover was the original theme on WrestleMania. And, it was. And... Someone heard it on the radio and went, that sums up everything about <laughs> WrestleMania to me. <laughs> And this. You can really see the old back acne on test. Yeah. <laughs> and this. Is it worth reminding people of what earthquake John Tenter looked like at 23 years old? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and this. For the record, Marty has made it very clear, and I agree and believe him, 
that he has never, A, had sex with his daughter, or B, wanted to have sex with his daughter. And the people behind the face paint doing the most unique job in the entire world. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. That's Wrestle Me. Wrestle Me, Mark. Wrestle Me, Pete. Uh, we've got one here from Zach who says, Hey, Chris and Pete, my name is Zach McConaughey. McConaughey. Uh, it's... It's awkwardly spelt, but luckily Zach has written it out phonetically as literally mm. muck on a key. Nice one, Zach. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that one, uh, my name. And I live, unfortunately, in England. Uh, so basically, it's been my dream for years to go to Japan during my gap year in 2021. And as this gets closer, I needed to decide what is best to do. I was wondering, when you first moved to Japan to teach Chris, did you have enough time to explore Japan or did you struggle to find the time to go and explore the country. I have the opportunity to teach in Ibaraki, just north of Tokyo, but I want to make sure that seeing Japan is my priority while I'm there. Keep up the great work, uh, Zach. What I would say to that, Zach, is if you're in Ibaraki, that's only like an hour north of Tokyo, really well connected, Mm. so you can see lots of stuff in the area. You're know, you just a stone's throw away from Nikkor, uh, near Fukushima. You're not that far from hack on air so you could do a lot of cool stuff like i was in sakata i was in yamagata up north and uh so traveling japan was actually quite difficult but uh you do get a fair bit of time off as a teacher certainly on weekends like on a good long weekend you leave friday come back sunday evening you can do a fair bit especially in the tokyo Mm. area hell you could catch a bullet train from tokyo to kyoto and uh go and check it out for a weekend or do like um... a weekend no sucker if you're not like, uh, could you get people to sort of apply for like a JR pass on your behalf and then just post it out to you and just use it? Because it would be cheaper, wouldn't it? Breaking the rules, Donaldson. Oh, I don't Breaking know, the rules. I mean, it's a little signature, isn't it? <laughs> Only tourists can get the JR rail pass. I think it's, I don't you mm. get like a, don't you need to have like photo ID though? Because you've done it. No, every no, time. You, no, you, no, yeah, no, no photo ID. Yeah, you just get a voucher, which you then have to go and get uh, exchanged for the pass itself at like any. Oh. Um, any, any, well, I mean, mainly the big election like Juku Shibuya station does it as well, uh, but yeah. also the airports as well, and and, and cities all around all, all around Japan. But uh, yeah, I mean, could you not do that for the first few months? Or you just get a, a nice, chunky, lengthy uh, JR pass and explore the entirety of Japan before you, uh, you you get really, really busy. I mean, it could be quite difficult. Don't they only last mm. a couple of weeks though? Um, I think you can get a month long one. I think it's really? twenty eight days. I might, I might be wrong. I'll just keep just keep applying. Just get people to send them send you them out. Just you just need saying, a guys. Lot of friends, I don't have yeah, enough well, friends. I'll just one friends. I'll just one friend. I've already got one. Do it all the time. <laughs> it's not feasible. I, I mean, that is not a practical solution. What I would say though is, if you are near to- uh, near Tokyo, which you are, Zach, or which you are going to be, because only a about a fifty minute train ride to Tokyo from Ibaraki, you can get on a night bus. So, say you finish school teaching at like 4 or 5 p.m. on a Friday, get a train to Tokyo, hop on the night bus at Tokyo Station. You could be in Kyoto by 4 a.m. And then you can have a nice long weekend to come back Sunday night. And I think you've had a, you know, you'll have a good two days to go to Kyoto or Osaka or Sendai. You know, you can go to most good Japanese cities over a weekend and enjoy it. So that's my advice. That's my tip. Mm. Um, You're just lucky you're in a well-connected area, to be honest, because a lot of people aren't. Um, I yeah, like I said, for my three years, didn't get to explore as much as I'd have liked. It's usually just around public holidays, but uh, mm. yeah, best of luck to you, Zach. Though, and uh, good luck with that. I hope it all goes well. Um, got one from Andrew from the Sunshine Coast in Australia, and it's your turn, Pete. Salutations, Chris and Pete. A while ago, you did a podcast about Japanese niceness and receiving things from strangers. I thought I would uh, contribute by adding some of my stories to the pool. Uh, The first uh, time I was in Hakodate in um, uh, early 2019, my friend and I were using the public foot bath uh, near our hostel uh, when an elderly man caught wind of our foreignness. He quickly (laughs) bounced on us with his self-proclaimed fluency in Chinese and English via watching YouTube videos. He was surprisingly good at English, but not so great at Chinese. At the end of our conversation, uh, when my friend and I left, he saw us off by giving us a box of biscuits and uh, telling us to come back to Hakodate and get married. As uh, he did this, another elderly woman in the footbath quickly pitched in and handed us some more snacks. Uh, Do people just have snacks on them constantly? (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) It seems so. Uh, yeah. The second time uh, was last November when I was cycling across the uh, Shin, uh, Shimanami uh, Kaido. Uh, the, a truck uh, randomly pulled up in front of me. I was confused why a truck had suddenly parked, so I attempted to cycle around it. An old woman hurriedly opened the door and told me to wait. She cracked open the back of her truck, gave me two bags of Ehime uh, Mikan oranges. She then got back in her truck and drove off. The third time was when I was dry- I was climbing Mount uh, Kuju in Oita uh, Prefecture. Uh, prefecture. Um, I met an old woman. 
who was asking me for uh, directions. I had a little chat with her in Japanese and uh, made my way back down the mountain. As I was waiting for my bus, I bumped into her again. She unloaded her shopping goods upon me. Uh, uh, shop, sorry, she unloaded her shopping goods upon me under the pretense that I looked cold, <laughs> handing me canned coffee, meat buns, and mochi. She then quickly alerted the people around me that I can speak Japanese and urged them to talk to me. I then had a whole crowd of people lining up to have a chat with me as I waited for my bus. Andrew from the Sunshine Coast, Australia, three Excellent little snapshots on your holiday. I have to say, I love the phrase, she unloaded her shopping goods upon me. Something about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit odd. I thought she was like, like, just carry these, will you? I'm tired. <laughs> Take these bags, carry them, then you'll warm up. Uh, lovely stories, though. Um, I, I, I think my favourite of the three, the first one's a bit of an odd one, getting some biscuits, although to be fair, I did have some free biscuits, didn't I? As we were Down alluding to, you, to yeah. earlier on. Yeah, the old custard cream woman from the third episode of Journey Across Japan. Um, <laughs> I like the one, the Shimanami Kaido. The Shimanami Kaido, obviously the uh, the chain of islands on the inland sea, which we often mm. talk about, and obviously the the, uh, the the city of Matsuyama, which is the other side of just at the end of the cycle, famous for oranges. So that's pretty nice. People there love handing out oranges. I think I got mm. a lot of free oranges when I was in Matsuyama. Um, yeah, awesome. Snow so White. This, this, some lovely. <laughs> Isn't the, didn't the witch poison her with a with an apple? Oh, yeah, I'm just I'm saying, guys, watch out for witches. That, there's a big difference between one singular poisoned apple and a bag of oranges, though, from Ehime. Well, it, if if uh, hanging out with you has taught me anything, uh, that time that you ordered that uh, collection of takoyaki that where one of them was poisonous and the rest were fine, oh, yeah. I was the one who uh, fell foul of that particular little jip. I didn't order. I didn't order the takoyaki. That was some of our viewers, some of our wonderful viewers who saw us in the bar <laughs> in Sapporo and uh, yep. gave us tried to kill what me. Was it Russian? Yeah, it was like Russian roulette takoyaki filled takoyaki, with mustard. Yeah, yeah. yeah and... I think yeah. Well, you, you get six balls, uh, five of which were delicious takoyaki, classic style, uh, with the okonomiyaki sauce on. Uh, one of them was filled with um, which, what I presume, was either mustard or wasabi. Either way, it was unrelenting. Go and watch that on uh, the the Sapporo video from uh, two months ago. It's easily the best scene in that video, watching Pete's face <laughs> explode. Uh, we've got one here from James from Lincoln. He says, hey there, chaps, long-time listener who's hoped to visit Japan for the first time in 2020. Hopefully, I'll be able to make it over in the second half of the year. Sorry, Chris, this is going to be a question mostly focused at Pete. Well, lucky you, Pete, but feel free to chip him. <laughs> Um, or Jeff, as as your new name. I don't know why someone referred to you as Jeff. Presumably a reference to the previous Jeff United episode. Don't know. Oh, um, of course, yes. That'll be it. I have to say, yeah. despite not speaking Japanese particularly well, by his own admission, um, I'm constantly impressed by Pete Donaldson's bold and daring escapades, whether it's randomly going to Niigata or, and wandering into a mum-and-pup-style shop or exploring off-the-beaten-path locations like Miyazaki. It's the sort of thing that I think first-time travellers need to hear to pluck up courage and make the most of their trips to Japan. Given your limited Japanese, Pete, what kind of phrases and dialogue do you find uh, to be the most useful on your travels? And is there a way of thinking or a mindset, the Donaldson mindset, so to speak, that, <laughs> <laughs> that you could perhaps share with us to unlock the secrets of being an adventure? <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a legend. <laughs> Absolute ledge. <laughs> the secrets to being an adventurous traveller. Stay safe, lads. James from Lincoln. I don't know why I was triggered from, from the phrase, the Donaldson mindset. Uh, but <laughs> the Donaldson <laughs> mindset sounds like a TED Talk nobody wants. <laughs> All right. Give us some... I mean, so two questions there then. What yeah. kind of Japanese do you find um, to be the most useful and what is the mindset for making the most of your trip? I mean, I was I was impressed by the way you rocked up into Niigata randomly and burst into someone's restaurant back in February. Um, you do <laughs> right. these random, exciting things that a lot of people don't do. So distill us just, with some wisdom. Let's hear the Donaldson mindset. You just need two, two, uh, two words or two uh, phrases. Drunkenness. Just break in. Gomenasai, sorry, and then Oyasumi Nasai, goodbye. That's all you need. As you're getting thrown out, as long as you say goodbye, your heart uh, is full uh, with uh, the, the, the knowledge that you did the right thing by saying goodbye. Just, you know, it's better to do something and apologize for it later. <laughs> I don't bloody know. Just, it's, it's better if you've got, um, it's better if you've, I always find if you've got someone who is a little more reticent, who doesn't necessarily, 
uh, maybe no Japan that well, or, or, or they're a bit of a mm. scaredy cat, because then it becomes a bit of a battle of uh, bravery to sort of egg yourself on to just getting walking into like weird doorways or weird bars or whatever because it's just mm. so weird um because a lot of you know a lot of you know what's like chris a lot of bars are, are just like there's just, just front doors so it does take a lot for me i'm, I'm quite mm. uh, insular and, and scaredy catty but uh my mates are even worse so as long as my mates are even worse i go come on let's do this we're doing this we're doing this <laughs> and we always have a good time so there we go that's why uh we ended up on the last trip with uh, my mate dave my mate alex uh dave was showing card tricks to uh some men in a bar there was uh, five five men in a bar uh, that was it uh, I only figured out when I went into the toilet that it was actually a gay bar uh, and then the owner uh, explained that uh, the bar was gay uh, are you guys gay we said uh, no sorry um, uh, but we stayed for the rest of the night and uh, Dave showed them a lot of card tricks so there we go so that, that's how you get into your scripts just egg yourself yeah. on go with some scaredy cats and just egg yourself on into doing stuff you wouldn't normally do but be, be nice about it be pleasant <laughs> All I've learned from that is burst into a gay bar and show everyone card tricks, and that is how yeah. you succeed. That's it. Yeah, practically. Uh, I think that's. I think I've seen Gambit from X Men do that. Um, yeah, just you know, <laughs> Futatsu too. <laughs> let me sit down. Let me have some food. Let me have some drink. Brilliant. Uh, there you go. The uh, the Donaldson mindset explained yeah. there, crystal clear, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Donaldson mindset. <laughs> uh, moving on. We've got one from Jason, Sydney. Uh, Jason from Sydney, not Jason, Sydney. Dear Mr. Broad and Mr. Donaldson, we all know the standard Japanese dishes. You say Japan, I say sushi, tempura, ramen. But could Mm. you each introduce us to your favourite Japanese dish that we've never heard of? You've both eaten your way across the country, and it'd be good to dwell into Japanese cuisine outside of the usual hit list. And no, Pete, coolish does not count. Cheers, guys. Jason from Sydney. Yes, it does. <laughs> what what's that then? stuff that's like what's that stuff that called um is it soba noodles uh the, yeah like they're sort of served cold with like a meaty broth i think it's maybe korean uh but they put mustard and spice on it but um i've eaten quite a lot of that in uh, japan and that's surprisingly delicious that sounds like a korean dish i, I don't know what you're talking about yeah i think it probably is yeah probably, I've, I've, I've probably gone korean haven't i but uh yeah it's cheating <laughs> can't do that can't do that takoyaki uh, in it takoyaki I, I know right. it's not off the beaten track but I mean still not many people have uh, you know you wouldn't say if someone said if you, if you see any TV show about Japan in the first five seconds you True. see a sumo wrestler and a B uh, some sushi uh, you wouldn't sort of necessarily see takoyaki would you yeah no I'll give you that I'll, 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 I'll accept that takoyaki <laughs> fried battered octopus balls for me I would say uh, tonkatsu Tonkatsu, I haven't really heard about that much before coming to Japan. Actually, that's a lie. I had heard about it. It's in Wagamama's, isn't it? The infamous chain. Um, Yeah. What about Genghis Khan? I love a bit of Genghis Khan. Do you know what that is? Is that that horse meat? Is that your little little, little trick to make me horse meat? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't do that. I'm not a monster. It is. uh, (laughs) Well, I would do that. Uh, Lamb mutton. Lamb mutton barbecue. Oh, right. Particularly popular in Sapporo. You can get it in Tokyo, though. It's really nice, like a lamb mutton barbecue. Lamb is quite hard to get hold of in Japan, to be honest. Um, it's one of my mm. favorite meats, but they, they barbecue it. They do a very good job with it. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd say Genghis Khan is pretty good or sauce katsudon. Oh, chicken, which is chicken like, livers. Chicken livers? What? You have chicken livers on sticks, don't you? Um, those little tiny little chicken, li- chicken livers, and you get like uh, you also get like chicken skin sort of thing. Gristle, yeah. basically, um, fry, uh, not fried, uh, grilled, uh, which is really, really good. You, you always basically just yakitori, you right? Always trick me, basically. Yeah, yakitori, but like um, the chicken livers are surprisingly tasty. Weirdly, the um, yeah. the charcoal really adds a lot to it. There's um, yeah. I mean, the trick is to get the kind of moriwase set. Just get like a selection of uh, yakitori where you get different pieces of chicken or whatever, and don't ask too many questions about what they are, because they taste great, but you often (laughs) don't want to know which part of the animal it's come from, a.k.a. intestine. (laughs) There you go, yakitori, katsudon, uh, Genghis Khan, and takoyaki. Hopefully there's some suggestions there, Jason. Uh, We've got one from David. It's over to you, Pete. What we got? Hello, David. I'm David from Honduras. I think this is the first Honduran listener or slash uh, emailer. 
Um, either way, is, yeah. hello, David. Uh, love listening to the podcast while exercising at home. This quarantine has given me the time to catch up with some old podcasts as well. By the way, Chris, uh, I hope your birthday car has already arrived. We found out last week that it has. Uh, I've been really? rewatching Journey Across Japan, and I still love it as much as when I first watched. The sense of exploration and spontaneity that uh, gave uh, was amazing. This makes me wonder why you didn't like it as much. I feel like it it wasn't that bad at all. In fact, rewatching it made me want to do a similar cycle if I ever get to Japan. It's more like an impossible dream, but it's still something I look forward to in the future. I love your videos in the podcast, and uh, I'm really happy that Ryotaro got to make his own channel now. I'll be looking forward to his content. I, oh can God. I feel this one, uh, Chris? Because obviously, <laughs> there's one thing doing the journey across Japan on a bike, which is doable. It's the filming and the editing that uh, I think that Chris found uh, more difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Like the cycle was beautiful. I I've actually been thinking, oh, I'd love to do it again right now. But the filming that was the hard bit, you know, because every day. Yeah. It was unscripted. It was unplanned, contrary to popular belief. Um, it w- but there was no plan. We'd literally think about where we're going to go the next day and film it and see what we could do. And so every single day I filmed two hours of footage and I had to turn that into 10 Jeez. minutes of highlights for a, a video. So that was the, the tough bit. But I actually look back on it very fondly now, um, now that 18 months have passed since we finished. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'd love to do something again. I've been thinking about doing Journey Across Japan in a car significantly easier. Of the same kind of sense of adventure. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where the year takes us. But no, I look back at it very like fondly a, now. Could you not do it in like a really silly car, like a limousine or a, a car that's shaped like a hot dog? A silly car. A journey <laughs> yeah, across on, Japan look, look. in a hot dog car. Brilliant. Yeah, you you in a an affordable, you know, Chris Broad car is not going to get you on NHK. But if you buy a decommissioned uh, Harrier jump jet and drive that down the uh, motorways of uh, Japan, <laughs> I think... You're going to get hate, mate. You're going to get money. Think about the bottom line. I think you overestimate NHK's production quality. <laughs> uh, I saw somebody, so everybody keeps sending me messages on Twitter and things saying, oh, look, there's some guy on NHK doing what you did. And it's not Journey Across Japan. It's simply called Cycle Across Japan, I think. Right. And uh, it's just a guy cycling across Japan. Apparently, it's not as good as Journey Across Japan, though. Of course it isn't. You're not on it, Pete. Um, mate, but, yeah, an idea we'll see is an the- idea. <laughs> we'll see where the world takes us, David. Anything can happen. I'm actually keen to go to Kyoto um, in the next couple of months while there's no tourists and take some photos and get eaten by bears and warthogs. Mm. <laughs> or wild boars, how, is, even. how is the uh, kind of, I'm not at a little, um, obviously, we're, we're overrunning a little bit with the old uh, pod, but don't worry about that. Uh, we'll get through this fine. Um, how is the uh, lockdown uh, as of uh, today, which is probably about five days before you're going to be hearing this podcast? Um, they is it ramping extended- up? They extended the emergency a little bit longer, but, uh, you know, right. shops have kind of reopened. Last week, most things were shut, actually, the last kind of week or two. But they're mm. gradually reopening things again. But I think um, till the end of May, a lot of things will be quiet, and I don't think we'll see that much domestic travel within the country, yeah. just essential stuff. But, uh, Is it like, yeah, it's a little um, bit annoying. Like, it's a little bit annoying. Uh, like restaurants? Are restaurants getting, like, they're doing, like, a lot of takeaway stuff? Yeah, like McDonald's. If you like McDonald's, uh, okay. don't worry. Yeah, McDonald's is still open. If McDonald's closed. <laughs> I don't know what I would do, Pete. The game over. <laughs> I don't know how to got by. You'd be a big UK. bother. Indeed. Um, got one from Rob from Canada. He says, "Hi, Chris and Pete. Hopes this fax finds you well. Uh, during my trip, I went to the typical places in 2017. I went to Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, Nara, uh, and I also went to Kamakura and Enoshima, mm, uh, the lovely. two kind of towns on the coastline of, Kyoto, of Tokyo. I was told by my friend that we need to watch out for hawks as they have a hawk problem in the area. Obviously, I didn't believe him, but I started seeing hawks flying around everywhere and signs like these. And he's got a big photo. <laughs> quite an ominous, scary-looking photo of a sign with a giant hawk with his wings spread, and it just says, beware of hawks, they will kill you. <laughs> um, well, that piqued my interest, this sign. I didn't think much of it as I started exploring Inoshima Island. To my great surprise, on the way back to Kamakura, I heard frantic screams of terror and saw these girls getting repeat- repeatedly dive-bombed by the hawks. <laughs> And here I thought seagulls were annoying. Anyway, I was wondering if you guys had 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 had, had I can't talk. I've had any know. crazy experiences <laughs> with animals while in Japan. Thank you both for continuing to make videos and podcasts. They're helping me get through this hermit life that we're currently living. Rob from Canada. It's an interesting one. I um my friend actually we were walking down a river once in Sendai, mm. and uh, my friend had a sandwich in their hands, 
And we were talking, and I think she was holding the sandwich at arm's length. Um, she just unwrapped it, about to take a first bite. And all of a sudden, you you hear it about two sec, like one second, half a second before it happens. You hear like, and then the hawk swooped down and yes. grabbed it straight out of her hand and flew off into the sky, sandwich in its mouth, and it just taking the whole thing out of her hand, which is quite impressive. Love like, it. She was grasping it relatively firmly, but the hawk was having none of it, and he <laughs> devoured it in the sky. It's brilliant. Oh, that's fantastic. Ruthless. I liked. Um, I really liked uh, Kamakura. It was like very. Um... It's it's not got the best beach in the world, let's say, and, and it looks a bit dirty. But uh, it's a big surfing yeah. town, isn't it, south of uh, Tokyo? But uh, there was a lovely um, there was a lovely uh, cocktail bar that I think was in the uh, grounds of an old bank, and uh, it was very quiet yeah. and peaceful. And uh, yeah, I, I'll I'll dig out the name of it one day and uh, let you know which one it was. But it was uh, very nice on a Monday evening to have a little Negroni and uh, maybe a uh, an old fashioned, and then uh, head head to bed. Brilliant. I mean, Kabakura. Is one of my one of the first places I visited actually um, when I first mm. arrived and went to Tokyo. Really nice little city, great little escape. If you're looking for a day out of Tokyo, just go to Kamakura and on the way back, stop in at Yokohama because Yokohama is kind of slap bang in the middle between kind of Tokyo and Kamakura. But uh, it's nice. Yeah. I remember every time I go to Kamakura, I rent an e-bike, which is like a bicycle with a little motorized electronic electric kind of engine. So it means you don't have to pedal as that? hard. It's amazing. That? So Should cool. have done that on Journey Across Japan, eh? It would be a lot bloody <laughs> easier. Battery on. Pretty funky. <laughs> Do that if you get in it to uh, Kamakura. Have you had any crazy experiences with animals, though, Pete? The only thing I can think of is when I went to Rabbit Island and I laid down on the ground, sprinkled mm. some rabbit food on my shirt, and I got covered in about 20 rabbits. And I'm not making this up. If you go and type in Rabbit Island into Abroad in Japan or YouTube, you will see the spectacle that is me rolling around in a pile of rabbits. Uh, but what have you done? Have you topped that, Pete? I, I, I think, to be honest, I think I watched your video, I think it was before we'd even met, and uh, relived that exact uh, moment. The uh, television presenter, Alex Zane, and I, uh, for those of you who live in the UK and are of age, uh, of, of a certain vintage, I will know who Alex is. <laughs> uh, he, me, me and him um, took a taxi. Like We took a taxi for like, a good hour and a half um, and uh, went to the uh, ferry terminal, got the ferry over to Rabbit Island, and the then expender. did just that. Cov- just could just just covered each other in uh, in rabbit food and uh, got covered in rabbits. Um, so that was fun. But I mean, that island you walk around and it is very very beautiful and picturesque. But you do just sort of think, I mean, there's, there's no reason for me to be here other than the fact that there's just a lot of rabbits. <laughs> it's quite a surreal island, isn't it? What's it called? It's an it's an I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But- it's yeah. got a weird past because they have a factory for chemical weapons. Like Japan mm. during World War Two developed a lot of chemical there's a, weapons. There's there. a lot of like uh, there's a lot of like weird little kind of holes in the ground with ladders, and you kind of climb down. So I go, oh, this mm. used to be some kind of uh, base or bothy or I don't know what you would. I don't know what I don't know what military men call holes in the ground, but uh, fox holes, I suppose. But yeah, all of these kind of like big cement structures and stuff. So yeah, uh, that that was apparently why the rabbits got released because they tested chemical weapons on them. That was the story mm. apparently back in the day. That's yeah. the legend. There's different stories. I remember just getting mm. off the boat, and there's two signs. The sign on the right says, Japan Chemical Weapons Facility. And then the sign on the left just simply says, Rabbits. And it's just like <laughs> quite a surreal situation. Um, Maybe the rabbits built it. The rabbits did it all by themselves. Good one. Yeah. Uh, we got one from Glossop. Uh, sorry. <laughs> got one from Tom. <laughs> Not a name. Oh, God. I from. The coffee's worn off. Tom from... <laughs> I can't read it now. I'm laughing too much. You're going to have to read this, Pete. It's over to you. What did Tom uh, from Glossop say? Hi, Chris Beats. Uh, enjoying the podcast whilst working from home in these strange times. Brings back memories of a trip I took to Japan in uh, four years ago. One of my guilty pleasures is that sometimes when I'm bored, I'll have a look at Google Maps slash uh, Google Street View to retrace previous trips I've taken. Uh, I was trying to find a Shabu Shabu restaurant I visited, visited in uh, Kagoshima, but to my horror, I had found that the place had closed down. This is before the current ban- pandemic. My uh, question is, do you have a place, be it a restaurant, bar, hotel, etc., in Japan that has now closed down that you would love to visit for just one more time? Hope to be back in the land of the rising sun one day. Tom F. from Glossop in England. I'm going to quickly jump in here and say the emergency uh, ER slash prison restaurant that serves uh, blood and blue colouring uh, in your food uh, in Shibuya. That closed down, presumably due to a, a literal health violation because the place was a little bit filthy. Oh, bloody hell. I didn't know it closed. Not that I yeah, ever it's closed now. Yeah. to go. Bleh. Oh, dear. I am... Um... 
Yeah, the only thing I, I one of my there's only I've only experienced this once. There was uh, an Italian restaurant in Sendai that I used to always go on for like dates or important events, and it was because it was the only Italian restaurant that I've been to in all of North Japan that served actual decent Italian food. And yeah, yeah then it disappeared one day. I remember going to it, you know, looking forward to it, and it's gone, and it'd been replaced by some sort of crappy spaghetti restaurant, and it left a hole in my heart that I've yet to fill. I think it was because the place just had a really nice atmosphere. Like you actually thought, felt like you'd kind of walked into like a Italian restaurant. You felt like you were in Italy, like a little escape. And so with that gone, I was pretty gutted. Um, so that'd be my choice. Not exactly yeah. a Japanese style restaurant, but I think that's, that's why it was so good. You know, it was like a little yeah. escape. It was a real authentic or the, place. Uh, so. Or the gas panic in Rapongi. Gas panic too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> authentic Italian food or yeah. a restaurant where you get a blood in your dish. Bar. Brilliant. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Uh, we've got one here from Gavin. He says, Hi, Chris and, Chris and Mr. Judge Eyes, named after nice. a fantastic video game. My name is Gavin from the OK state of Missouri. I am considering moving to Japan for a few years to teach English and maybe music on the side. But me being an avid guitar player, playing anything from Led Zeppelin to the Smiths, will I be able to play my instruments in an apartment or will I have to find a studio or public jam house? Thank you, uh, guys, for the amazing podcast. P.S., if it's not too much to ask, what is your favourite song, Chris and Pete? I'll make a special effort to learn them for you. Have a great Ooh. day, Gavin. Um, first off, Gavin, I'll say Japanese apartments, not a great place to have instruments. In fact, a lot of them do ban you from having like a piano or a guitar. They just oh, sort really? of explicitly say don't use them because the walls are so damn thin, everybody would be able to, would be able to hear you play. Um, so that and sucks. Songs. But at the same time... Like uh, a lot of the coolest people hang around like uh, jam houses or studios mm. in towns. Like I met Natsuki. I mean, Natsuki and I used to spend a lot of time at a place in the town where he lives. Uh, when I lived there, we used to go out to a place where you could play guitar and listen to people play music and have a drink. And that was really fun. Like all the cool, coolest people in the town descend upon it. So it's a great way to network by going to a studio or a jam house. So bear that in mind. Best to go out and play in the first place, might help you uh, kind of connect with the locals. What about you, though, Pete? Favourite song? Yeah, I, I completely get Like, if you go to sort of any city, there's usually, um, like, two or three of these, like, places where they'll just have a house, like, like they'll have, like, a backline kind of drum kit, uh, amps and stuff like that, and Pete, and you'll be encouraged to just, you mm. know, get involved, and, and the owner will no doubt be this virtuoso guitarist who gets involved and, and has well, a band. It's, uh, it's, it's incredibly creative. There was a... In um, where I used to live, there was an amazing uh, kind of bar called Heaven. And you'd go upstairs. It was above a snack bar. And it was a really spacious place. It was never that busy, which is unfortunately why it closed down a few years later. <laughs> but you'd go in and, you know, you could. there was a whole stage that you could go on and do karaoke. Often in these bars and places, you could do karaoke publicly, right, in front of loads of mm. other customers, in front of the snack bar girls. Um, and you could stand on stage here and belt out a song. I remember doing Rock the Caspar behind a clash on, on stage. <laughs> and Natsuki had brought his guitar because he could come in, buy a drink, and then bring your instrument and like play on stage, or you could borrow <laughs> one that was there. Really amazing place. Real shame it closed down. But uh, cool. yeah, that's my favorite song, though Rock the Caspar. I think we all oh, know right, that. Okay. I always go on about um... it. I'm trying to think, you know, like, um, I, I think anyone who's got genuinely got a favourite song, um, I think they might be mad. I like the, um, the Walkman, the rap. I think that's one of the strongest rock songs of the last 20, 20 years. But, I mean, changes, doesn't it? Songs, favourite songs. Does. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, yeah, good one, Gavin. When do you, when you do yeah. come to Japan, hopefully, well, don't, don't let the crappy walls in the apartment stand in the way between you and doing what you love. Um that is it, though, for today, though, guys. Thank you to everyone that sent in their comments, questions, stories. We covered a lot of ground. We had a lot of fun. Keep them coming to Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same time next week to do it all over again. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, stay safe, take care, and we'll be back next Wednesday to do it all over again. Have a good one. And bye, Pete. Come Or you sue me. An act of ravage. Remember that. That's the, that's the phrase of the week. Bye. 
is a Stakhanov production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm